going on, everybody? Welcome to Impeachment Talk. I'm here with Josh, Kiana, Lily, Maxwell, and I am Evan. Uh, not a host. We're all hosts in no particular order. Really excited to discuss the recent developments going on with the impeachment this week. Uh, just looking forward to hearing everyone's initial thoughts. Okay, I guess wanna... we really start everything off. I mean, a good point to start would just talk about the context overall, what happened, the brief overview of the storming of, you know, the Capitol building that's leading into the impeachment and more so the outcome of um, the impeachment trial. And I guess after that, we could just talk about the reactions of how we feel about it. Okay, cool. So you want to talk about, uh, do you want to go ahead and start us off with January 6th? Well, um, on January 6th, there was several, several hundred people that began to charge and wait outside the Capitol building. People ready in riot gear, weapons, guns, flagpoles. Um, and I don't necessarily believe that even with how much preparation went into this riot, that there was enough preparation from the military to even go and protect the Capitol building. It was almost instigated as if it was allowed to happen, not even aside from Trump instigating the entire situation. I mean, the the amount of videos of people just letting groups through and some of the officers waving people in once the doors were open definitely shows a different treatment for different kinds of yeah, protests. I think it's important. I think that's like a, an important thing um, to talk about in general is just like how so many people just let it happen. Like I remember I was in the car with my, my dad, we were driving somewhere um, over winter break and uh, we, they, they, we were listening to CNN and they had the, the mayor of DC on and they're basically asking her like, how did you let this happen? Like they kept asking that question, like, um, you know, how, how, how did they just get into the Capitol building? Like, aren't you supposed to be like having the police do it, whatever. And she didn't really have any answers. And I think that's just in general, that whole situation is like weird. It's such like a gray area of like, how did this happen in the first place? You know what I mean? Cause I know you wanted to bring this up Kiana about um, the black lives matter movement. And like how, if that, how, if the roles were reversed, I don't think that they could have easily gotten to the Capitol building. You know what I mean? I think also one thing that should be noted, um, it's two different matters that both black lives matter was, trying to go and bring enlightenment to as opposed to what Trump was trying to do. He was just upset at the fact that there was a falsely a falsely claimed stolen election. This was a fraudulent election. So having mostly white in the wise words of Biden thugs like going right to the building, there was no rubber bullets that was being shot as opposed to how it was um, on June 1st, 2020, when Black Lives Matter was sitting outside the building. Um, there was no smoke bombs. There was nothing from the military besides just a few guns that was able to go and protect them and the nation's capital. People that were actually struck with rubber bullets and that had to go into the hospital in D.C. just for the aftermath of having all those smoke bombs in their lungs. It was way more, way, way, way more than what was going on on January 6th. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I think it's important to to understand, like, while we uh, look back at Max's point about, like, it didn't, and Keon's point about how we, we didn't look like anyone was really prepared for this, which is kind of shocking when you can go online and you can see, like, the paper trail of events being planned. Trump initially tweets about January 6th. You can see these idiot Zoomers on TikTok dancing about January 6th is going to be huge for, like, the conservatives. And, and you know, it's it's... It's kind of like at the time I was in the cartoon match and I was hearing about it and I was like, this is crazy. Like, I can't believe like, yeah. like this is happening. Like this is some of the wildest stuff ever. Um, but then, if, but then in hindsight, you go back and you look and it's like, okay, like, well, why wasn't the military paying attention to this? Or why what, weren't any internal, like, uh, like national security organizations paying attention to this? Because I mean, I, I guess it was because Trump, Trump does like to give a lot of empty threats. Um, but, uh, I, I just don't think anyone really saw this uh, happening. Yeah, I, I agree. I was surprised that we weren't more prepared for it, especially given like all of the context. Like since the election, he had just been, you know, tweeting and talking constantly about how it was a fraud and Americans need to be strong and take back the election. And it's just, you know, very combustive speech from him, you know. Like it was, it's easy to see how it blew up into what it was. And it was shocking that we were less prepared for it than we should have been. We're going to walk down anyone you want, but I think right here, we're going to walk down to the Capitol and we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. There was recent news where a BLM protester was arrested by the FBI because they were, a judge said that they were on the path to radicalization. Whereas Kyle Rittenhouse, who during the George Floyd protest murdered multiple people, is still allowed to be out while he's awaiting trial. And I think also in comparison, that that peaceful protest of people just sitting on the lawn outside of the Capitol building really still shows how much hate was given from Trump itself, Trump himself. So, like, when you see those pictures, especially that the Washington Post posted on their website, people surrounded just sitting down as opposed to people actually climbing up the building to try and get in. It's two completely different attitudes and atmospheres that it's undeniable and it still led to his acquittal however i still think that as far as the state charges from new york and georgia i think that we'll eventually go and get him but as far as that acquittal it was incredibly disappointing to see where the sanctity and the security of our nation's starting to come to well because that's that's kind of uh i guess bringing it back to the the impeachment itself uh what like the the question is really what is trump's role and what happened? Because I feel like we we painted a picture that that's, you know, something that hasn't happened since I think like 1814 or whatever, that something like that hasn't happened to the Capitol building. Uh, but then also at the, in the same beat, people are trying to make it business as usual. Like, oh, well, don't worry about that. Like that was last month, like we're past it. But the question is, what is Trump's role in I, making that happen? And I, and I think it's, there's definitely like he leaves tracks like i mean if you i mean since he's been in office 
he's been motivating people to, to do these types of things. Like he's outright said, like, like you said earlier, like take back America, blah, 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 whatever. And like, you look at his tweets and it, this, it really, like he, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of us knew, like he was going to, when he lost the election, if he lost the election, whatever, he was going to claim it was false. And he was going to say like, Oh, I actually won the election. Just wait and see kind of thing. And like him, by him saying that he's, I, I think he's absolutely motivating these people to take drastic actions like that. Like that's what he wants. And his followers are so, I think a lot of them are so loyal and radical to him. And a lot of people, at least, especially where I got my hometowns from, um, like I've seen it firsthand. They're so, they believe so much in everything he says and they don't call him out for anything like his words, gospel type thing. And it's just, I think that he he absolutely um, needs to have some, consequences for motivating these people to do these types of things. I know you're pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election. But we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel, but go home and go home in peace. Yeah, I mean, not only his his tweets, but like the speech he gave the day of January 6th, where he literally said, all right, we're going to march down to the Capitol, any Capitol, but specifically this one. <laughs> and, um, you know, he, he said, said, I'll be I'll be there with you. Yeah, I'll be yeah. there with you um, cheering on the senators. And then he said, well, maybe not cheering for some of them. It was just very yeah. obvious what the plan was, and, and you can they followed you can suit. see like the the footage like they did this uh, during the impeachment, like Donald Trump tweeting about how Mike Pence is going to sell them out, and then you can see at the timestamp people in the crowd that are like watching his Twitter feed religiously. You can hear them start yelling like "Hang Mike Pence!" like "Go get Mike Pence!" and it's it's kind of undeniable his uh, influence in in the that action. I also think it's very, I think it's incredible to also note the amount of backlash that Trump received when he, when his riders were getting charged. I think that they really wanted that security and that backup from Trump and they never got it because they're saying, oh, well, my president told me to do this. I should be excused. Immediately just turning into, well, I never directly said, you know, go try this building. This was already planned. So whatever you guys have going on, whatever repercussions you suffer from, that's on you. And I think without that media always constantly backing him up and giving him that that edge that he needs to just thrive, the only way to go and take that back is if you completely cut him off of power. Cutting him off of social media is not just enough. His power still resonates with the amount of people that clearly want to go storm that building, thus leading to his, his impeachment trial. I think, um, like, going off of what you just said, kind of, um, I think it's kind of, I think maybe that 
be people thought because like after the election Biden won they knew he was going to be I think people kind of got lackadaisical as far as like oh he only has two weeks left in office or whatever when this event happened and they were just kind of like oh like it's fine we're almost done with it whatever I, I don't know maybe there's just like a sense of feeling of like how how much more can you do and then this happened and it brought up the whole impeachment because they you know I mean he was clearly not dealing with it period to be honest like, if anything he was making things worse so I just think like maybe there was I don't know if there was maybe some um, lackadaisical efforts in just you know the, the higher ups in general, um, yeah. So that's I feel like this is all good understanding of the context of stuff uh, as far as the actual arguments went in uh, like the hearings. Do we have a sense of what the arguments? from both sides were like what Trump's defense was at all. Yeah. What did people come up with? Yeah. Like, so Trump's lawyers were like, the main argument was that Trump was exercising uh, his first amendment, right. And that his speech should be protected under the first amendments. Um, but also they were questioning the constitutionality of the impeachment, um, which required a vote. Um, and uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it was just those two things, unless I'm th missing something else. Right. And I guess the Democratic argument was they played the Capitol. Like, it was basically like, you saw what happened, but let yeah. it speak for itself. True. Um, I think so, also something that should be duly noted is the, the, the type of articles that were brought against Trump and ultimately how the Republicans played the Democratic Party. They played right into their hands and it played in favor of them. The only thing that we really have to go off of are the state charges to see what will happen to Trump. Yeah, and then so that's beyond the veil of uh, impeachment because, dear listener, the point we're at today, uh, dude's been acquitted and he, or should I say dude? I don't care. Yeah, um, just say dude. He, he doesn't really deserve any yeah, respect yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, not president anymore. And really, I think that's a big part. Or it's like you can't necessarily impeach someone that's no longer in office. And that, well, yeah, you can. that yeah, small you can. technicality, you can, but that small technicality is exactly what allowed what, what led to his acquittal. Uh, I would disagree. Oh, I'm sorry. Lily, go ahead. Oh, you're fine. It just it gave I feel like a lot of Republicans an excuse to to not convict, to actually acquit him. Because, you know, I'm sure you remember Mitch McConnell's speech about how he was like, yeah, 100%, Trump is guilty of this thing that we're trying to charge him with, which is incitement, but he's no longer president, so he didn't feel comfortable um, well, convicting him. That's, well, that is like the Republican Party in a nutshell, if you think about it. Like, it's, it's very much like not really what's morally or constitutionally correct, even though they are big defenders of the Constitution. Um, it's, it's what really serves them and toes the party line. If you look at everyone that actually reached across the aisle, uh, the, those seven Republicans, it's either Republicans that just won the reelection, Republicans that are retiring, or Republicans like Mitt Romney who have always been against Trump. Um, so I forget what you said, Kiana, that I also wanted to say, something I disagreed with. Oh, the but, impeachment after office? Uh, no, it was something after that. Yeah. I forget, um, but... Yeah, mostly just uh, talking about how the Republicans pretty much were playing the Democratic Party. And it's it's hard to it's not impossible to go and impeach a president, after, uh, a president that's no longer president. But I mean, that was that technicality that 
Trump was acquitted based off uh, of. Right. Yes. That that little technicality is like kind of what I what I disagree on. Like, I think it's a great smokescreen for Pete for for Republicans to hide behind and why they didn't vote for him. But it, the truth is, Donald Trump speaks to the Republican base way more effectively than any one of those uh, elected Republicans uh, in. And I don't want to say it's like, you know, I'm racist because they not all Republicans are racist, but it's a lot of lower uh, like income like white people who like that Donald Trump says the quiet part out loud or like that Donald Trump says these um, like volatile things that they uh, identify with. Uh, so I think that's that's kind of like the thing is like with the Republican Party, you're like, oh, well, you know, you've got people like that are like Ronald Reagan that are good, Paul, like good you know, politicians and whatnot, you know, despite being from a different era. But when in reality, he's just the, uh, the, you know, the poor white working class racist or uh, extreme billionaire uh, dressed up in a suit and tie and given power. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think um, um, and as far as messaging goes, like to their to the base, He's absolutely effective, and I think that Republicans clearly are in fear of their own voters because it's they. You know, you saw the vote that uh, only seven Republicans went with Democrats, which means that forty-three senators who were probably hiding in their offices that day, and you know, they can't pretend like they weren't a part of that whole experience, but they still. Because, you know, at, at this point, he, walk, he walked. So what was the point of impeachment? I think that's really, like, the, the main point to kind of, like, ride out on is, like, all right, now, now we're here. What was the point of that? Because um, I, I think for me, as far as trying to satisfy voters, if, if this is – because there, there is obviously a legislative uh, sort of um, – uh, precedent to be set right now. You know, a lot of the argument is that whether he's, you know, in office or out of office, this needs to happen for the record so that people historically can look back and know that you can't do that. But um, even still, for that record, it was, it led to nothing. They, they brought up the wrong right. articles based on that impeachment. And it's like, regardless if he's in, in office or not, I think Trump still has a massive amount of power over the GOP. Which that's, I think that I like as far as from my perspective, I, I think that some people thought that impeachment would solve the Trump problem, but I don't think that that's going anywhere. And I think that from that point, though, if it's not going anywhere, then what are people actually doing to address He's his the, own uh, news network, too? Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Sy siphon voters. Why not? I think both yeah. parties are about to siphon voters big time. Both parties are losing voters because both parties are not addressing what people want. And yeah. I think something that I, I saw even leftists kind of mock that I think is wrong, too, when they were covering people who were arrested at the Capitol riot, there were people that said that part of what they were rioting for was economic insecurity. And people were like, no, they just hate, like, whatever. Hatred is one thing, but economic security, everyone experiences. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a very legitimate reason to be upset, not to do what people did on Capitol Hill. But I think part of that, Democrats just won the presidency and just won majorities in the Senate and the House. And they were carried on the backs largely of people like the Bernie coalition that they just completely talked down on. 
and completely do not take seriously, but they rely on them. And I think that for both sides of the aisle right now with COVID-19, people need survival checks and both parties are failing to address that. Trump actually said that he wanted to give the $2,000 to people. And I have a clip of Nancy Pelosi in December saying that they want to get the $2,000, 2000 not $1,400, $2,000 checks out by as soon as possible, the sooner the better. That's her words. I can, you know, insert clip there. Um, but they wanted to do that. And all of the people in Georgia ran on $2,000. And what you're, happen what you're seeing now is that, you know, Trump is the party of big lies, that it's, hey, the election was stolen. That is a lie. But then you also have Democrats trying to, like, telling you that they'll give you something, and then they say the well wait. So they're also lying too. So where do people go? I don't like, think that's, I, yeah, I don't think that's shocking at all, given, like, I don't know. You have a whole history of presidents promising things and then never fulfilling that. And that was yeah. even a thing with the Trump presidency. His huge thing that, like, got so many people into him was the wall. Obviously backfired. <laughs> yeah. That's not a new concept, that's for sure. Those empty promises are exactly what presidents or I would say what presidents go off of just to try and get into office. And then once they're there, then they try and finagle. What exactly can I do? How many of my promises can I fulfill and still make me look good? And Trump did absolutely nothing compared to all of the amount of power that he still gave to people and still managed to destroy everything in his path, even after he was even after still like he's not even in office. He still has a legacy that's still reaching out to people. Whereas right now, it's a little bit off topic, but the amount of people and el Asian elderly that are getting attacked due to Trump's uh, just ignorant comments about the Chinese virus and where it, uh, it derives from, people are still getting attacked. Older Asian people are still getting attacked just based off of where they're from. There was an 867% increase in Asian American violence in New York City alone. So just thinking about that power, still, it still dwindles. And it's, it's going to be hard to remove that mindset if you still have him around. There's, they, he has to be taken out and taken away somewhere to where he doesn't have that much power. And to find some illegitimate reason to get him out, it's, 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 I think that's going to be the biggest challenge. Well, I yeah. think I think what you just said, um, like even circles back to like the just the impeachment general was like a lot of the things he said, like, for instance, when he was in office and COVID started and he said the thing about bleach and how that cures COVID. Like a lot of the things he's done in his, his office, like he, he's just been unpresidential. And I think that can almost like go towards the impeachment where like he wasn't acting as a president, as president to represent all of us. Like the things he would say are so outlandish. But yet people still believed him and then he would get people like he would literally people would go do those things or act a certain way. And then it totally affects our country off of just dumb things he said. Now, do you think that if Biden, which I don't think would ever happen, but Biden says, you know what, why don't we all just go and charge President Trump's house and see where we can go from there? That at that point is still just as reckless, but 
I still think that people would go and listen to him. I think the person who's in power and who's going to control those checks are where people are going to listen to. That power of that check and that that promise that was given to us that's still really not even fulfilled is more so what is driving people, aside from, you know, the racial drive. Yeah, I think that's definitely what's driving voters. Um, with Trump being out of power right now, I don't know how much of a like a driving like a motivating factor that would be if he were to decide to run for re-election um, my, like my biggest like i guess fear slash prediction because it's something i feel like it's going to happen is is that uh like someone that is just smarter better with messaging than donald trump is going to come around and dog whistle better and and mobilize uh the same people uh to vote that donald trump did uh in a more effective way uh, and that's going to be a better politician. Someone like like Matt Gates, who sucks. That guy sucks so or bad. Josh Hawley. Yeah, or Josh Hawley, or uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, she's a little. I think she's a little too wacko. I think she's a little that's, too. Uh, I think that's the future, though. N- I mean, I th- well see. There's a lot of people that were like, "Well, I like Trump because he's good on trade." You know, it's like those like stock bros that are. Like, not I like gonna... what he did for the military. You know, yeah, he did a lot like, for the military. So I think even though he gutted vet benefits, yeah, even though he gutted vet vet benefits, uh, and honestly, doesn't really seem like he gives, you know, a crap about the military uh, in general. So it's, yeah, you can still see how people people in military ex vets and current vets were still acting, given like on January sixth. It was disappointing. Yeah. They're more in love with the symbol than they are with the actual context of what it represents. Yeah, I think Trump is a fan of um, putting on a display of like a really powerful military to like foreign countries, but then about the individual, he does not care. I I think though that one thing that um, if we're gonna look at like part of the appeal to people, especially if you're going to compare Trump to Biden. People, I mean, after 2008 with Obama, he didn't bail out Americans, he bailed out the banks. So there was a lot of people that were not happy with what Obama did. Um, and then, you know, for a lot of people, that was very good years. The, you know, like, country's good, but a lot of people were, were you know, quote unquote, left behind. But what happened was like Trump was a politician that, well, he's not. I mean, actually, that's the point is that he's not a politician. Like Biden can sound captured. Like you you hear the different financial interests in mind, the carefulness, the tiptoeing, the means testing to make sure that your message is correct, whereas Trump will just say whatever comes to mind. And that unfilteredness is appealing because that sounds more like an actual individual talking than someone who is a representation of a conglomerate of powerful people. And I think that that's something that connected with people. And I think that that's, you know, what, what that means though is that both sides, really, I mean, it is a spectrum uh, of, of, you know, because the, the, the right and the left, because obviously they're so fractured, it's almost funny to just think that it's two things at this point it's much more than that but um you know there there's a lot of things that are trying to happen that impeachment to me just fails to address i think it's important for the historical precedent but i don't think that politicians right now are currently understanding or they're taking for granted the actual gravity of the situation because I think that, you know, going from $2,000 checks to 14, 
that $600, that's a lot of people that needed that. You know, I've heard people that say that, um, oh, it's only been three weeks, give them time, like they're just getting started. Executive action, budget reconciliation, this shit could have passed already. You don't need those senators. You don't need to wait. He could be doing these things, signaling it, going out, addressing people. The thing that Biden has to do to, to really get rid of Trumpism, it's not to impeach him, but it's to deliver. That's what will help people because what people want is help. <laughs> so if they deliver, then you don't have to worry about Trump. But the Trump thing will continue as long as people are not willing to deliver. And I think that as far as impeachment goes, it really was kind to a certain extent, a failure, like last time, where there was, there was something set. You know, I, I think that there is value to him not being able to have access to funds down the road. I think there's value to him not being able to run again. But to Evan's point, there's going to be someone else who can message better. And that, hey, for all you know, Trump can boost them and support them. And it'll be like, like a little Anakin Skywalker heading out there yeah. into the world. Um, but what's going to happen is as, as long as, you know, th this stuff isn't, this isn't like a story made up in advance. It's, it's unfolding in real time. There are going to be people to address the need because it's there. And if the government's not willing to, or if politicians really are not willing to do it, then someone's going to have to like come up and, and start saying those things because otherwise... You know, I think was it Congress has uh, a, an, an approval rating under twenty percent, but a re-election rating of ninety, and that that that's just it's literally divorced from reality of representational politics. So I think that right now we're going through a moment where people are really understanding that um, politics and the government are two different things, and really politics is just talking to your community. Like it's, it's on the groundwork. It's not what's in Washington. That's, that's a completely different thing. Cool. You guys want to wrap it up here then? Yeah, that was Does good. Does someone want to, end on. to do the uh, outro? Someone else want to try? I mean, I can do it. Uh, Go Kiana, ahead, I, I see you, I see you warming right. up. <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much, Josh, Max, Evan, and Lily, for joining us in this impeachment talk. I think we did great, uh, go over a lot of ground um, and overall give a great amount of clarity to the acquittal, the impeachment, and all of those instances leading up to it. Um, look forward to hearing from you guys again about another topic.